0: These are sudden deaths. And so the great concern here, the cause of sudden death we're worried about is myocarditis or vaccine heart damage that leaves a scar and can throw the patient into an abnormal heart rhythm that's fatal or fatal blood clots. And uh, there's a recent survey from Germany, Heidelberg, Germany, by Schwab and colleagues showing of uh, patients who took the vaccine who died at home 20 days after taking the vaccine, the majority. It's due to these heart problems or blood clots. There's no doubt about it. It's the vaccine. It's broken all the records. World Council for Health, June 11th 2022, says for sure the COVID-19 vaccines have been the most deadly medicinal products ever introduced in medicine.
1: Hey, friends, Sean from SGT Report here. That was Dr. Peter McCullough, and he's a hero in my book, Let me tell you something. Who's been on the front lines since day one about the COVID-19 lies and the dangers of this bioweapon masquerading as a vaccine? Dr. Peter McCullough. Who paid a very heavy price for doing so? Dr. Peter McCullough. And who's on the front lines even today as the FDA just authorized COVID-19 experimental mRNA vaccines for babies? Well, Dr. Peter McCullough. You know, it's almost 2023, and if there's anything 2022 taught us, it's that inflation is here. Things are far more expensive now than they were at the beginning of the year, but it's not too late to protect yourself. And despite the fact that there's always a risk of loss and past performance is not indicative of future results, thousands of people have retired comfortably with the help of noble gold investments and their precious metal IRAs. If you're one of the people, like me, who believe gold and silver is an excellent hedge against inflation and total collapse, now's the time to act. Talk to an expert member of Noble Gold's team today. And if you get in before the end of this month, you'll get an incredible free 3-ounce Silver American Virtue coin with every qualified IRA of $20,000 or more. You can't go wrong with Noble Gold Investments. So call the team now at 877-646-5347 to find out more or visit noblegoldinvestments.com. Hey friends, thanks so much for tuning in. It's an absolute pleasure to have you all back. And I have to tell you, I've got somebody I consider to be a hero on the line. We need to keep our eye on the prize. We need to get the truth out about these COVID-19 experimental mRNA injections and the injuries and deaths that are being caused by them. And this man was on the front lines very early on and he paid a heavy price for telling the truth. It's Dr. Peter McCullough, he is the editor or at least was of two major journals, he can correct me on that, a cardiologist and the most published man in his field in history. And he told the truth early on, as I've stated, I'll play a soundbite about that in a second. Dr. Peter McCullough, welcome.
0: Well, thanks for having me.
1: Well, thanks for coming on. Look, I just want to play this for the audience who missed it. You know, you spoke the truth and you testified at the Senate Committee on Health and Human Services in Texas. And here's what you said very, very early on about this thing they were calling COVID-19.
0: I can tell you the interesting thing was there was 50,000 papers in the peer-reviewed literature on COVID. Not a single one told a doctor how to treat it. Not a single one. When does that happen? I was absolutely stunned. And when this paper was published in the American Journal of Medicine, it became a lightning rod. Oh my gosh, it became the most cited paper in basically all of medicine at that time. The world started, and and boy, the world started knocking on my door. And I said, oh my Lord, I just can't believe what became untapped. And um, I had never been on social media before. uh, And uh, my daughter, uh, who was home from law school, was talking to her about it. She said, well, why don't you make a YouTube video? So I made a YouTube video with four slides from the paper. This is a peer-reviewed paper published in one of the best medical journals in the world. Four slides. I even wore a tie and a suit, and she showed me how to record it in PowerPoint, and I posted it on YouTube. It went absolutely viral. And within about a week, YouTube said you
1: violated the terms of the the, um, uh, community. All right. That's the point I wanted to get to. YouTube, Google, Facebook, Twitter, well, at least Twitter, the old Twitter, covering up the truth about this thing from day one. And Peter, Dr. Peter McCullough, you are on the front line. So thanks for speaking out. Uh, Where would you like to begin here? Because I have so much to say. And I want to actually show a clip from the mainstream media. Again, how they lambasted you and how they spin the truth and they tell lies. That's why I call them Mockingbird Mainstream Media mercenaries. Uh, How do things stand for you right now, sir?
0: Well, it's been a long time since that Senate testimony in March of, of 2021. In fact, I've testified now three times in the U.S. Senate, multiple state Senate uh, testimonies, and a lot has transpired. The point is that there's always been a community standard of care, and there's always been a duty to treat, and there's always a duty for doctors to stay abreast of published information. And there's no role for social media to try to censor scientific information. It's published in journals. It's It's in the National Library of Medicine for a reason. And so doctors have the right to free speech and to discuss and have a scientific discourse. When social media started to slant the scientific discourse against any forms of treatment, any forms of early treatment, and only promote the vaccines, Americans knew that something very wrong had gone on.
1: Well, they sure did. And a lot of people showed up in droves to support you even after you'd been banned and blacklisted. I just want to read this paragraph. Uh, I guess this is from the examiner, but it may as well be USA Today. In fact, it probably was written by USA Today, but... uh... Those who gathered, including GOP and public officials, nurses, pharmacists, and other concerned citizens, gave standing ovations during the presentation of Dr. Peter McCullough, a Dallas cardiologist who is largely discredited by the scientific community for his assertions that COVID-19 vaccines are unsafe and that early treatment options have been suppressed. Boy, did this not age well. This was written or at least released October 6th, 2021. Here we are more than a year later, doctor. And uh, I think you've been completely, at least your reputation, completely redeemed. These people have lied to us about everything from the start.
0: Yeah, actually the incorrect part of that statement is being discredited by the scientific community. I've actually never had uh, any chief of medicine or chief of uh, infectious disease even send me an email let alone try to discredit me. It's never happened. So it's only in that reporter's mind to, to make that false statement that someone's discredited me. I've, I've actually never been discredited. So uh, uh, sadly, that reporter, that newspaper, other people involved are now uh, defendants in a lawsuit. You simply can't do that, that's called defamation. And so, um, and you know, and it, it'll go on. This fabrication of of reporters to fabricate things. If there if there hasn't been any discrediting, there's no reason to make it up. If there was if there was an, a, a um, an example where a prominent doctor disputed what I said, they can they can actually write about that. It's never happened.
1: Yeah, but you know what? I think that my audience is beginning to believe. And we, I think, have enough quantifiable data in place to suggest that reporters like that are given marching orders, they're given narratives, and they need to write around those narratives. Now, you made it very clear that early on, all you were doing is what good doctors do. You were prescribing off-label medications to help those who are suffering, trying to prevent them from getting so bad that they ended up in the hospital, right? So the mockingbirds were disparaging anyone who mentioned ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine or vitamin D, vitamin C. I mean, any alternative treatments to going to the hospital, being given remdesivir and putting on a vent. So do you want to talk a little bit about that? Because now the truth is out there. We know remdesivir is dangerous. It's killing people. We know venting people. We know uh, the CARES Act, the PREP Act. Everybody's getting, uh, you know, immunity from prosecution for participating in this, what I think is a plan of eugenics. Uh, let's just back up and talk about those early treatments you were recommending because you were saving lives.
0: Well, it turns out all forms of early treatment were being impeded by uh, government uh, entities, largely government agencies were executing this. That means CDC, NIH, FDA, a massive amount of money was flowing what's called COVID countermeasures to hospitals and hospitals were actively discouraged from having any outpatient treatment protocols. If you, note, you notice today, there still isn't a Harvard protocol on how to prevent hospitalization death or a Duke protocol or Mayo Clinic, none. They were completely suppressed. Uh, what we've learned is starting from the very beginning, even nasal sprays were uh, impeded. Uh, The FTC and FDA actually engaged in legal battles with companies that made various forms of virucidal nasal sprays to prevent research, any distribution, any marketing. And so this is well uh, documented. Uh, We've seen lawsuits. Uh, There's a a doctor who um, had uh, an online business of uh, selling vitamin D, which is perfectly legal to sell it. Uh, He's uh, Eric Niputi, uh, believe it or not, he's got a half of a half a trillion dollar award against him, half a trillion. Now he's not a trillionaire. I can tell you this much: you know, even even, even Trump only has four billion. That's five hundred billion dollars for for vitamin D. I mean, th- you can't make these things up. It's so far fetched. So we had clear suppression of hydroxychloroquine by the FDA and the government agencies, medical boards. Then was ivermectin. Uh, and then after that, there was actually suppression of Paxlovid or the Pfizer drug. The CDC issued a health warning. There were papers about uh, Paxlo- Paxlovid rebound. People lost their enthusiasm for that. Molnipiravir didn't see the light of day, the Merck drug. We had suppression of colchicine, which was the most studied drug uh, by the Montreal Heart Institute, huge randomized trial, the co trial. That was sub- actively suppressed, uh, wasn't published, intentionally delayed in publication by journal after journal for many months, a very large trial. Budesonide, uh, despite three successful clinical trials, was demonized. Uh, Richard Bartlett from West Texas was the first to discover that. We saw um, a continued undermining across the board of any types of uh, drug protocols. Uh, People were told to wait at home until they're sick enough to go to the hospital and receive remdesivir. Remdesivir was probably the, the most egregious example where the WHO, by November of 2020, put out a very strong warning. Do not use remdesivir. Do not use it. It does not reduce mortality. It causes kidney injury, liver damage. Uh, it makes some people sick. The WHO was very strong in this. They were supported by the European Society of critical care. They had a human ethics committee sign off on this as well. <clears throat> when the WHO issued that, America should have withdrawn remdesivir from use. Instead, America doubled down and HHS put a 20% bonus for the entire hospital reimbursement if a hospital used remdesivir. And so the hospitals became enthusiasts of giving remdesivir. And sadly, American after American uh, was tragically damaged by remdesivir. When you're sick enough to to be admitted to a hospital, there's hypoxemia. Patients are, are delirious. You don't know what's going on. You're so sick. They put an IV in your arm. Patients don't know that they were getting remdesivir against the directions of the WHO, and um, and they were were basically victims in in a drug safety disaster. Remdesivir leads to kidney failure and liver damage, and it's well-documented.
1: Yeah, and uh, Fauci, the CDC, the NIH, the World Health Organization, I would imagine all of them together, going off memory here, they all promoted remdesivir, right? They all said that is a fantastic drug to use. And so that's why these hospitals became killing zones. And I guess, look, I'd be remiss, I forgot in my excitement to interview my guest. Here's Dr. McCullough's book, The Courage to Face COVID-19, Preventing Hospitalization and Death While Battling the Bio* pharmaceutical complex a very interesting title biopharmaceutical we'll talk about that hey you went viral on the joe rogan podcast and you said i'm loosely quoting all nations and institutions governments are really under a mass psychosis at this point peddling these narratives do you still feel that's true or has the mass psychosis largely been broken by quantifiable facts being shared by people like you uh other doctors in the space other whistleblowers i mean i know the truth now how can there still be a mass psychosis
0: I think it's slowly lifting. Uh, there are still some people that you meet, and it, it may not be a psycho- psychosis. It may be an oblivion. I'll, let me give you an example. I was uh, uh, being interviewed outside my hotel before the most recent U.S. Senate testimony, December 7th, 2022, and uh, it was a lot of cameras and fanfare, and one of the hotel workers afterwards said, well, what was that all about? Why were they interviewing you? I said, well, I'm a doctor. And I'm concerned about the vaccines causing heart damage and blood clots. And she said, well, I took two vaccines. I, I, and she goes, I had no idea they caused heart damage or blood clots. And so there, the point is there still are people who have no idea. It's, it's not their business to know. They're working in other walks of life. Uh, they were told the vaccine was safe and just to take it. And now they're being horrified with what's in their body.
1: Yeah, no informed consent. No, I mean, look, the labels on these things are blank. I'm talking about the COVID-19 injections. We're seeing uh, nurses and practitioners opening up those ingredients labels, and they're intentionally left blank. So, I mean, how could people be informed when there is no informed consent? Let me uh, go back and ask you something. The doctor who was uh, sued for vitamin D recommendations, a half a trillion dollar judgment, who went after him? The FDA?
0: I, I believe it was one of the federal agencies, well, was Federal Trade Commission, FDA. It's Eric Neputy. He's a chiropractor, but he had a a natural supplement business uh, that clearly was nowhere close to being half a trillion dollars. Uh, I'm sure his business is destroyed now. But we're seeing these types of awards that for nonviolent crimes, for things that, uh, you know, awards that far exceed anybody's ability to pay them. And it's hard to read into this. Uh, Another one, a different situation. Uh, is Alex Jones um, of InfoWars sure. uh, and his statements made about the Sandy Hook shooting. You, you know, the jury award for Alex Jones was a billion dollars. Yeah. the beat a billion. And, you know, he didn't burn down any buildings. He didn't, you know, it wasn't a mass shooting or anything else. It was a billion dollars. So it goes to show you in today's world that the words that people say can be can be to a jury's mind, worth fortunes.
1: Yeah, well, here's the problem, and I agree 100%, but that whole weaponization of the judiciary is beyond the pale, and it needs to be corrected, and hopefully that case will go to the Supreme Court, and it will be corrected. It's my understanding that that weaponized judge essentially told the jury, you're not here to deliberate this man's innocence or guilt. He's guilty. Your job is to determine how much he owes. So, I mean, that's the state of affairs in this country. I mean, if we can't get justice in the courts and the courts are weaponized, we're obviously in big, big trouble. German data analyst Tom Lousen just held a press conference about the explosion and sudden deaths after the rollout of the vax. Data came from the National Association of Statutory Health Insurance Physicians, which insures 72 million. But you're not going to hear the mainstream horror media cover this. So. The deaths are exploding. We've got that new documentary out called Died Suddenly. This is a big, big deal. It's trending all over social media. What is it going to take for officialdom to wake up? (coughs) Well, let me just
0: comment on that figure, if you can bring it back up. That figure is important. It comes from health insurance data and is codified. So what we know uh, uh, before COVID, uh, 40% due to heart disease, 40% due to cancer, 20% to other causes. So mortality in the years before COVID, that is known. It's a known cause of death in the vast majority of cases. And you can see it kind of going up over time as the population ages. Then the vaccines are introduced in 2021 and there's a skyrocketing and all the additional deaths are sudden deaths, unexplained deaths. They're not deaths due to cancer or anything else. These are sudden deaths. And so the great concern here the cause of sudden death we're worried about is myocarditis or vaccine heart damage that leaves a scar and can throw the patient into an abnormal heart rhythm that's fatal or fatal blood clots. And uh, there's a recent survey from Germany, Heidelberg, Germany, by Schwab and colleagues showing of uh, patients who took the vaccine who died at home 20 days after taking the vaccine. The majority. It's due to these heart problems or blood clots. There's no doubt about it. It's the vaccine.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And so here's the segue to the fantastic news coming out of Florida with DeSantis and his Surgeon General, Dr. Joseph Lotipo. So number one, DeSantis is in paneling a statewide grand jury on COVID-19 vaccines to investigate big pharma misconduct in deceiving the state regarding the dangers of this experimental gene therapy injection. Then there's two more great things that are being done there. But I want to stick on number one here. All right, so Latipo, and I'm going off memory here, in that press conference, cited, I think the number was, 31 sudden deaths in autopsies. Four of 31 people had myocarditis, but it wasn't the typical type of myocarditis one would see. It was what he says is essentially myocarditis, a a strange type, caused by the mRNA injections. So the data is clear. By the way, I don't know if you're a Foo Fighters fan, but the drummer, Taylor Hawkins, that guy was in peak physical condition. And it was uh, the singer, the leader of the band, Dave Grohl, who demanded everybody in the band and the entire crew take these injections. And then Taylor Hawkins died suddenly in his hotel room before a gig. I think this might've been in Spain. It was overseas. And the autopsy showed his heart was twice its normal weight. And nobody, nobody in these follow-up ceremonies and these big televised events celebrating Foo Fighters drummer Taylor Hawkins in memoriam. Nobody had the courage to do what you've done, sir, and say, I think we need to dig into what's going on with these mRNA injections, because I think that might have killed Taylor. Nobody had the courage to say that. You're saying it. So is uh, Dr. Joseph LaDipo, so is DeSantis.
0: It's true. Those of us with clear vision can see that that these types of cases almost certainly are due to the vaccine. There's been fatal myocarditis cases published by Verma, Choi, uh, Gill, Uh, two kids in Connecticut take Pfizer day three and four, found dead at home by their parents, autopsy, pathologists, University of Michigan, University of Minnesota, the coroner in Connecticut, all agree the vaccines cause fatal myocarditis. Uh, Patone and colleagues and published in Circulation in the UK, a hundred fatal cases were in the death certificate. That's on the top line, fatal myocarditis. People need to understand this. They take a shot. And if, if you're in the two two to two and a half percent of people where it goes to the heart and causes damage, watch out. There's going to be a fraction of those people who have sudden death.
1: Let's talk about point two then, the second thing happening in Florida per that press conference. So DeSantis directed his surgeon general to initiate a surveillance program to investigate Florida cases of sudden death modeled after the German autopsy study. Let's talk a little bit about that. So This mass, quote unquote, psychosis, because I agree with you early on, this was all officialdom, just parroting whatever the World Health Organization, the NIH, the CDC and the FDA wanted and the government. So the doctors, the hospitals, they could all hide behind the CARES Act, the PREP Act, the government in bed lockstep with the mainstream mockingbird mercenary media. Well, guess what? Now we're going to have a surveillance program in Florida, a real checks and balances here. What is the significance of that in your mind? I think it's important that certainly means these deaths uh,
0: need to be fairly reported, autopsies need to be done. And uh, you know, there's a mini documentary that's out on the Vaccine Safety Research Foundation website. It's called, Until Proven Otherwise. And lead cardiologist, Asim Malhotra, and myself have analyzed these cases. And what we've said is that, listen, the next person who suddenly dies, let's say it's a young person and there's no antecedent illness, Uh, there's no suicide, no drug overdose, no motor vehicle accident. They literally just are found dead in their bed or they uh, died, you know, while they're jogging, which is, uh, you know, which is a common mode that it is the vaccine until proven otherwise. Now, if the family comes out and said, listen, they didn't take the vaccine. We're good. It's going to, there are, can certainly be other causes at play, but we take cases like Irene Cara uh, who sang the song for Flashdance. You know, she's tweeting out that she's taking the vaccine on her birthday. We know she's taking the vaccine. She's found dead. It's either fatal myocarditis, fatal blood clots. Uh, We know there's a lot of near misses. Uh, Weatherman Al Roker. Al Roker got vaccinated on TV. He tweeted Mm -hmm. out with every booster. Then he gets COVID this summer because the vaccines don't work. You get COVID anyway. And he's loaded with blood clots going to the lungs by November. And then he's admitted and readmitted. Uh, Bruce Arians, coach of the uh, former coach of the Tampa Bay Bucs, uh, tweets out that um, you know everyone in the Bucks, coaches and staff, is fully vaccinated. Vaccinated, vaccinated It's the only way to return. Sure enough, he gets myocarditis or heart damage. Same thing with college announcer Herb Kirkstreet. He's one of my favorite announcers, former Ohio State star. He uh, he gets COVID. He gets through it. Then he takes vaccinations after COVID, which you'd never do because he's already had the illness. Too late for the vaccine. Sure enough, he gets blood clots. Now he can't travel to the uh, NFL draft. Uh, I think one of the worst cases of oblivion, though, is Deion Sanders, former two-way football player, Dallas Cowboys, other teams played a defensive back primarily. He takes the vaccines. He's really pushing the vaccines. Uh, he was virtue signaling. He was saying Aaron Rodgers was not a team player for taking right. the vaccine. Yeah. So Dion De- De- must have had three or four of these vaccines, blood clots. But this time on the arterial system, they shoot to his toes. He has like nine surgeries, amputations, comes back to the coaching sideline in a wheelchair. This guy is an absolute wreck. He's got a family history of a blood clotting disorder. And that probably was the, you know, the predisposition there. He actually makes a docu-series about how difficult this was in returning. Let me tell you, former athletes can have great blood flow to the legs. This guy was in great shape. You just don't develop blood clots that need amputations. It just doesn't happen. I can tell you, it was the vaccines. But in this entire docu-series that he made, he never mentioned or implicated the vaccines.
1: Guys, just a quick break here with a word from our sponsor. Well, 2022 has shown us what might be coming in the future and it's more inflation and possibly a very, very bad recession. It's time to take action. And despite the fact that any investment can lose money and past performance is no indication of future results. A precious metals IRA using tax-advantaged gold and silver to keep inflation at bay might just be what you need to give yourself protection from financial nightmares. And you'll get a stunning free three-ounce silver American virtue coin when you open up a qualifying IRA account this month. You can't go wrong with Noble Gold Investments. So call 877. 877- to find out more or just visit noblegoldinvestments.com. The link is directly below.
0: He never mentioned or implicated the vaccines.
1: See, and that's my point. I think this is so interesting. It's no longer just a intelligence and IQ test. It's really not. It is a corruption test. How bought and paid for are you? I want to give you an example. So I mentioned that celebration of taylor hawkins in memoriam giant concerts were had they were all televised foo fighters uh lead singer dave grohl up there very happy to be a star of this thing when it was his directive that i think killed the drummer but uh you mentioned al roker the other day i and i don't watch that morning tv stuff but the other day it was on or maybe it was being replayed on tmz i don't know but it was the morning crew, this entire group of people and a crowd of fans outside of Al Roker's little New York uh, apartment or townhouse. And there's Al in his you know, bathrobe trying to recover from all these blood clots. And they're singing him a Christmas song. OK, the point is they're never going to say brought to you by Pfizer because it is that propaganda is brought to you by Pfizer. Al Roker took the vaccines. He's got blood clots all over his body. And you're never going to hear that morning news crew tell you the truth.
0: Well, it makes you wonder. I mean, come on, having blood clots, Herb Kirkstreet, Deion Sanders, Al Roker, the list goes on and on. It's no fun. You have to take blood thinners, go to the hospital, multiple tests. You know, you, you'd think someone would get angry and just say, listen, it's its in the side effect profile of the vaccines. The FDA says the vaccines cause blood clots. I got burned with blood clots. You, you'd think there'd be, it would be natural to be a bit angry. You know, if I prescribed a drug, and a patient had a side effect, like a severe skin rash, they're angry, they're angry. And, and I you know, and I apologize, I said, I'm sorry, you had a side effect, but patients are angry about serious side effects, particularly ones where they're landed in the hospital after taking a drug or a vaccine. But it, with Al, there seems to be no anger. Uh, with Bruce Arians, the same thing, no anger. Everyone's like, oh, well. Uh, I think one of the most notable examples is Emily Keston, the daughter of Sean Keston, the Democratic congressman from Illinois. He's tweeting out there. we got to take vaccines. I'm taking vaccines. It's the only way to go. I, I'm going to take my kids to get vaccinated. He's doing all this virtue signaling. So he's giving you every signal in the world that he's going to vaccinate his kids. He vaccinates his kids and his daughter is perfectly healthy. And he says she's perfectly healthy, dies in her sleep at age 17. Oh my God. And then, uh, you know, he gets a doctor's opinion and said, yeah, he, she died of a, a cardiac arrest. That's exactly what happens with myocarditis. Um, you'd think they'd be, he's lost his child. He's lost his perfectly healthy 17 year old child. You'd think there's an outrage and yet there isn't. And so I think this is the evidence of mass psychosis. People are in some form of a trance. You know, there's another scenario, Ernesto Ramirez from South Texas. He's a yeah. truck driver, single father. He's more distrusting of the vaccines. He's like, well, I don't know about these. So he goes out and he takes a vaccine himself and he determines, well, I, I think it's okay. So then a 16-year-old boy takes the vaccine and then he dies a few days later of myocarditis and he has a, gets an autopsy and the heart is swollen, loaded with inflammation. And, and you know, I reviewed the autopsy. He clearly had myocarditis and he, he lost his only son. Ernesto Ramirez is outraged. He's outraged that his son took Pfizer in and in, he lost his son. But, but why isn't Sean Kasten outraged? It, it's just, it's it's a very interesting psychological um, analysis.
1: It's so deeply disturbing. And uh, if you guys ever want to see the testimony of a heartbroken man, just listen to Ernesto Ramirez talk about his beautiful son, uh, his best friend, uh, a single dad, and he's going to take it to his grave. He feels so guilty. But again, no informed consent because they withheld stuff like this from us, doc. Okay. The FDA Back in 2020, October 22nd, 2020, they knew that these were the possible side effects, the adverse event outcomes of this thing, the mRNA experimental injection. Gillian Barr, you can pronounce these things better than I can. You're the doctor. Anaphylaxis, stroke. How about this one up here? Death. Myocarditis, pericarditis. Let me ask you, when were you, you had a great relationship uh, at uh, Baylor Hospital and when were you ultimately let go from that hospital for conveying the truth about these effects? Not even these effects. All you were trying to do was tell people that they could treat themselves before going to the hospital. You didn't even bring this stuff up. What year was that? What date was that that uh, you went through that with Baylor?
0: Yeah, you know my my former employer is Health Texas um, Provider Network (HTPN). They're part of Baylor, and I'm still involved in litigation today. So I, I prefer not to make comments for your audience just because I I would be thrilled to kind of get this lawsuit behind me. Uh, but suffice it to say, just just by promoting early treatment and questioning the safety of the vaccines, I've suffered severe professional reprisal.
1: Yeah, I know you have. Uh, do you have any comments on that slide, though, that FDA slide from October 22nd, 2020? I, I mean, they evidently knew that this thing was dangerous. And yet we continue to hear everybody, Fauci, the FDA, the CDC, Joe Biden. They say it's safe and effective. Run out and get your booster.
0: Well, they had the list. It's, it's interesting. They had the list and um, the, the vaccines weren't, uh, re, you know, the press release didn't come out until November of 2020. 2020. So in October, the FDA internally knew uh, what the vaccines could do. And then uh, under court order, Pfizer had to release the dossier of the first 90 days of vaccine use with the Pfizer product. People called into Pfizer 1,223 deaths, uh, 12, 1,291 separate d- diseases, including the ones you saw up there. And I, in my clinical practice now, I've seen almost every one of these side effects. So it was known ahead of time. And and if the government sort of said, listen, this is gonna have some risk to it. These are the possibilities. Everybody has to make a free choice. Uh, They could have rolled it out with this, maybe high risk seniors, people who, you know, know, had no chance of surviving COVID, something like this. Uh, You know, a limited um, rollout. I think everybody could accept, but before we knew it, they, you know, it was vaccination of children, pregnant women. Uh, with a vaccine, there was no assurances this was gonna be safe. In fact, a lot of anticipation it was gonna be unsafe.
1: All right, I wanna cite the third thing happening in Florida in just one second, but uh, let me just uh, say this. I have on Todd Callender, the attorney, and Dr. Lee vleet often, and we talk about the fact that uh, this thing is at this point in human history, and I think uh, Michael Yeadon, the former VP at Pfizer, has used this word himself. They're calling this thing a bioweapon. Because of the Died Suddenly, because of the various reporting database, because of all of the information coming out from Edward Dowd and others in the insurance industry. This thing, this can't be covered up anymore, can it? And Well, I guess that leads me to the segue here. Well, I'll, I'll be quiet in case you want to respond to that.
0: Yeah, you know, it's clearly a biological threat. So um, the, the biological threat areas of the military are DARPA and of the NIH BARDA, and they funded the development of. The vaccines uh, in, in 2012, DARPA announced a program called the ADEPT P3 program, uh, um, uh, per t- per pandemic prevention uh, preparedness program, and they said in 2012 they will use messenger RNA vaccines to end pandemics in 60 days. So that was the U.S. military. That's long before Moderna or Pfizer. And so you know when President Trump came out and announced the vaccines and Fauci, they should have said, listen, we've been working on this for a long time. You know, We're, we're going to activate the DARPA program, which is basically what they did. But instead, they created all this fanfare, like, like, the, like these vaccines were just invented. This was Operation Warp Speed. There was a lot of deception of the public by a lot of different individuals.
1: Yeah, there sure was. And uh, oh, I know what I was going to say when I brought up their names, Todd Callender and Dr. Lee Leet." They're both saying that uh, the same technology is now being put into the flu vaccines. Are you concerned about this mRNA experimental technology being rolled out and being put in vaccines and people not being told about it?
0: Well, Moderna's said that openly, and so has the other manufacturers, that they plan to use the messenger RNA platform. I think it's a giant disaster because installing the genetic code for foreign proteins in the body leads to immune attack. And the proteins are expressed on the cell surface. So that means uh, the body attacks its own cells. It's a, it's a disastrous idea. We should never use messenger RNA for vaccination. Now, messenger RNA maybe to produce a normal, a fully humanized protein, different story. Uh, but it was a, the, the idea of these vaccines was a disaster to begin with. And, and it's been a worldwide debacle. And now to extend that debacle to like say flu vaccination, Um, is just, it's really just an atrocity at this point in time.
1: Do you find it curious that uh, we're seeing all of these commercials now for AIDS medication? Look, I I lived through the AIDS thing. I was in college in 1994, 1993. I remember that whole explosion of AIDS in New York City among gay men, etc. And now we're seeing 20, 30 years later, ads every single day on TV for AIDS medication. And it's my understanding that one of the side effects of this mRNA Injection is that it really destroys your immune system. So, is that a stretch? I find it very coincidental that suddenly AIDS medications being pushed.
0: I can't put that together. I'll just say scientifically that there is a segment of the spike protein that has homology to HIV, a glycoprotein on HIV. Okay. And what we know is the very first COVID vaccine introduced by the University of Queensland in Australia. It exposed that. Uh, glycoprotein epitope. And what happened was 100% of people in that study turned HIV positive. They were in a COVID vaccine study, but they became HIV positive and they quickly shut down the whole program. So uh, we know that there is some homology there, whether it's uh, intentional or just happenstance. Uh, And we do know that there's a depression of the lymphocyte count that's been shown in every study I've observed at my clinical practice with acute infection. Uh, that there potentially is a immunosuppressive effect of both SARS-CoV-2, the infection and COVID-19 vaccination. Um, I think that could explain the adenovirus 41 outbreak, the most recent um, uh, respiratory syncytial outbreak, a convergence of the the, the flu uh, cases. There's something about COVID and the vaccines that knock down the body's immunity.
1: My Lord, my word's not yours. It just really does feel like war is being waged against humanity because aren't we also seeing a massive spike in cancers? What are your colleagues saying about that?
0: You know, there is a cancer surveillance system called the SEER system. They haven't reported uh, that at this point in time. The only cancer signal we're seeing is out of the DMED, Department of Defense Epidemiologic Database, there. And then immediately the DOD has disputed the baseline numbers. So I think the jury's still out on cancer. I'd like to think that uh, we've seen the worst of the vaccines, the, the heart damage, the blood clots, neurologic damage, the vaccine-induced uh, thrombocytopenia purpurea, the, the vaccine-induced multisystem inflammatory disorder. If we just focus on the things the FDA and the scientific literature agree are caused by the vaccines, that's bad enough as it is. I, I couldn't imagine uh, seeing five-year cancer risks go up as well. That, that, that's. I think you're going to see mass panic if, if that's the case.
1: Okay. All right. Well, here's my final question for you. I always say that, and then I usually have another question. But uh, the third thing happening in Florida. So they want to form, they're going to form a Florida Public Health Integrity Committee uh, packed with scientists, experts honest people to evaluate CDC narratives and counter the politicized false narrative from the government with accurate science based on, and here's the important part, based on the actual data being accumulated worldwide. I double underlined that last line because it's so important. We've got the actual data we're working with in evaluating that data, Dr. McCullough, that's real science.
0: It's true. I mean, one of the biggest false narratives is safe and effective that the vaccines are safe and effective. Everybody knows not every drug and vaccine is perfectly safe or effective. Everyone knows that. There, there's a side effect with everything. And so I think that's one of the biggest false narratives to go after right away, that, that they can't just say safe and effective. They have to give the data, as you pointed out, start to fairly inform Americans. Uh, this idea that that the government has this under control And the government says the vaccines are the the only way to go and then still have America get sick after they take the vaccines, they develop COVID and they have so many people injured, disabled and dying after the vaccines. To me, that's the biggest, uh, you know, that's the biggest uh, wrongdoing that's occurred.
1: Well, I think the best news coming out of that press conference in Florida with DeSantis and uh, his surgeon general was one of them said This is the type of thing what we're what we're doing here today and telling you all we're going to do here today is this is the type of stuff that keeps executives at Pfizer and Moderna up at night, because uh, there hasn't been any honest investigation of any of this yet. So I guess this is my final question for you. What should Congress investigate first in 2023 regarding this issue? Is it the NIH and Fauci? Is it the CDC, the WHO and the United Nations pushing this stuff? Is it Pfizer, Albert Bourla? Uh, Is it all three? Is it more? What should Congress, what would you like to see Congress do?
0: Well, we're going to have a Republican House, and they have oversight over the FDA. I'd say FDA is number one. And I'd say from the very beginning, who at the FDA knew about these deaths due to Pfizer? They were happening rapidly in 2020, early 2021. And why wasn't Pfizer pulled off the market? And I think that is, I think should be everything. Because if Pfizer was pulled off the market, Moderna should come off or never enter. J&J should never enter. entered. We have to focus on that. Who at the FDA said to let this go on? Who at Pfizer knew about this? Remember the duty of responsibility to stop it is Pfizer. And if they don't do it, the FDA should tell them to do so. So Pfizer and the FDA ought to be the focus of US congressional investigations. Why wasn't Pfizer paused or pulled off the market when excessive deaths started to happen?
1: Yes, sir. And that's the question today, too, as we're having this conversation on December 16th, 2022. Why is this experimental jab still on the market when we can see the numbers? I mean, has there ever been a medicine in the history of humanity that's caused this kind of damage and these many deaths that's still out there? It's
0: broken all the records. World Council for Health, June 6th, June 11th, 2022, says for sure the COVID-19 vaccines have been the most deadly Medicinal products ever introduced in medicine. Yeah.
1: All right. Well, here's the final news item. Bit of serendipity happening here in live time. I just checked Zero Hedge. Uh, I'm not sure who we're looking at there. You might know, sir, but uh, here's the headline Twitter censorship contributed to destructive pandemic policies and is criminal, says former White House COVID advisor. Quote When correct science policy is blocked, people die and people died from the censorship. So I think that's a great way to round out this conversation. Facebook, Twitter, uh, YouTube, Google, Sundar Pachai, Susan Wachewski over at uh, YouTube. They all have blood on their hands for this censorship, in my opinion. They should all be held to account.
0: I agree. Listen, that was Scott Atlas. He's a personal friend, colleague, professor of medicine at Stanford. And he was on the he was on the White House task force. And he's, Scott Alice is calling it, that's a man who's got medical authority, public health authority to make that call. And I agree, justice must be served.
1: I want to thank you so much for your time today. And if there's any way we can support you, please tell us. Uh, you have the floor here, but again, the book, The Courage to Face COVID-19, Preventing Hospitalization and Death While Battling the Biopharmaceutical Complex. Boy, I wasn't going to ask you any other questions, but why biopharmaceutical? Do you worry about the science here, the nanotechnology?
0: Yes. I mean, I think it's pretty broad, this this biopharmaceutical. Don't forget, not just the vaccine manufacturers benefited, but the companies that made rubber gloves and masks, uh, the companies that made PCR tests, there was a massive flow of money from government treasuries to this complex. And the complex, just just the money started pouring in with no budgeting uh, oversight, no reconciliation, and has thrown us into this inflationary spiral all for nothing. We should have just had doctors take care of this in the community. We could have been through it by now.
1: Yeah, 100%. And now these problems are going to linger forever because God knows how many people are out there who are super injured or you know are about to suffer injuries over time as this thing circulates through their bodies. How do we support you, sir, and uh, track you and follow you?
0: Okay. So go to my website, PeterMcCulloughMD.com. That'll take you everywhere. You've already featured the book, Courage to Face COVID-19. I've got a podcast, America Out Loud Talk Radio, McCullough Report, twice on Saturday, twice on Sunday through the week on the podcast circuit. New Substack, uh, Courageous Discourse. I write it with John Leake. It's out there. Become a paid member uh, and support us that way. It's uh, very popular. And I've recently taken a position as the chief scientific officer of the Wellness Company. The Wellness Company twc.health. Yeah. Uh, and what you'll find there is really an alternative healthcare system approach, need a doctor, need medication on the weekend, uh, need an exemption from a vaccine, hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin, can get it all without any of the impediments that we've seen in in community care so far. And it is up and running. It's brand new. It's a cell phone app. And you know, it's going through all the growing pains a company grows through. But this is a great relief to people. Um, so many people use wellness company now. They they have security for a $10 a month, you know, a cell phone app, they really have security. They get some help when they need it.
1: Yeah, what a small world. Here's the website. I just wanted to show some of the leadership over at the Wellness Company because I've interviewed uh, Heather Gasling and I've interviewed Dr. Jan Vandewater. It's a tremendous asset because, you know, when people are sick and they're scared to go to the hospital because of these hospital protocols, now they have a way to reach out to get real care from real doctors who really care. Guys, our guest has been Dr. Peter McCullough. Doctor, thank you so much for your time today. We very much appreciate you and your willingness to speak truth.
0: Thanks for having me on.
1: Thank you so much. And friends, thanks so much for tuning in. I'll remind you all for real news every single day. You can visit us directly at sgtreport.com. That's the antidote to corporate propaganda. May God bless you and your family. Bye bye. Well, a new document leaked. Everyone should go look at it right now is still available to Google. Uh, go David Brock, Facts First USA, um, SWAT team to uh, to fight any investigations 2023 basically it'll come up on a document cloud it is the most upside down luciferian backwards projection piece of crap that i've ever seen but please pay attention to what he's saying because he is saying in there he is going to double down